I'm not fat. I'm big boned. All right, folks, here we go. Next seminar up December 8th through the 10th, then February 9th through the 11th, and April 12th through the 14th. New coaching workshop added to the list. This is February 3rd on Long Island. This workshop will cover all the principles and methods of starting strength. It's open to all levels, so whether you just want to coach family and friends better or you're actively a personal trainer or fitness instructor, this might be for you. Participants will take each other through a five-step deadlift setup and coach each other on that. And there is a discount available for active trainers, so check out the link for more details. There's a couple self-sufficient lifter camps on the list, November 4th in Wichita Falls and then January 13th also in Wichita Falls. Then we have a combo camp going on in Seoul, South Korea. This is a squat, deadlift, and power clean camp going on December 17th with the Seoul Brothers. Check out the link for details. Press and bench press camps on the list November 11th in Orlando at Starting Strength Orlando and January 20th on Long Island. Some squat and deadlift camps with spots still available November 4th in Indianapolis at Starting Strength Indianapolis. November 12th in Baltimore at 5x3 Training. And then December 16th in Greenville, South Carolina at Block Haven. Then we have yet another new camp going on, a rehab injury and pain management camp. We have one going on January 6th in Katy, Texas at Starting Strength Katy and February 3rd in Chicago at Starting Strength Chicago. This is a brand new camp with Dr. Will Morris and Nick Delgadillo. This is open to all lifters, trainers, physical therapists, and coaches interested in learning how to integrate strength training with rehab. It include programming, dealing with chronic pain, motivational interviewing, and the basic framework for dealing with pain and injuries. For more information, check out the link for details. If you've ever thought about becoming a coach or interested in learning more, you can head over to startingstrength.com forward slash careers, check out the coaching development program, and also check out the resources that we have for veterans. Veterans may be able to use their GI Bill for apprenticeship. There is an opportunity to fill out a form and get connected with Ina Koppel. She would love to talk to you more about what's going on with Starting Strength Coaching and our vets. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about the science. You know, the shit that's settled. <laughs> the science. The, the things scientists do. Well, we're going to talk about a specific example of that today. And uh, I'll let you in on a little, couple of little secrets, all right? And it'll be fun. It'll be entertaining. It'll be offensive to most of you. And, uh, you know, and you'll have to admit that's kind of the, the reason you watch this podcast is because of the <laughs> offensive nature of it and uh, the fact that we just don't care. And, uh, and we just say stuff anyway, right? That's why I watch it. It's the only reason I watch it. I actually watch all these podcasts myself and think, man, I'm glad I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody had to say it. Might as well be me. Like I'm my biggest fan. I'm my biggest (laughs) fan. I'm really I'm really good at this. (laughs) I'm very good at it. I'm glad we started doing these. Uh, So anyway. Well, in contrast, let's look at this week's little pile on the desk of 
comments, comments from, from the haters. The haters. And, and these are the people who don't appreciate. No. You know, well, really can't appreciate. Can't is a better way to can't say it, Can't is right. a better Yeah. Is a better way. All right. Here's one. How can you be so loud while being so wrong? <laughs> well, it's very easy. <laughs> See? <laughs> just, you know, just be louder. Okay. Uh, I'm sure Ripto knows exactly how to get people big and strong. But the more you listen to him talk about other things, the more you think he could just stay Stay in his lane. lane. And I normally hate when people say that. But there you go. There he said it. Because that's just what you have to say. Yeah. You know. I really want to know if the reason for the grip Rip deadlifts 500 pounds. This has been a while. He had to dig that up. <laughs> really want to know if the reason for the grip is one of is one if his gluettes is weaker. What? So you used a mixed grip because one of your glutes is weaker. That's G L U E T S. Gluettes. 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 Let's assume he's saying glutes. Yeah. I... That's would, what a bizarre. That's a stretch, man. I'm gonna switch my grip because my glute is weaker. Man, I can't waste 16 minutes of my time to understand. Should I or should I not squat in weightlifting shoes? <laughs> but he did. He, he did. Well, maybe not. He maybe just read the. All right. Oh, this is a good one. The first part of this conversation is so cringe. It's modern. Yeah. child space. Right. What's the video? Uh, barbells are best for aesthetics with Robert Santana. Oh, good. Fuck, it's not yeah. even my video. It's, no, it is. Is it? Yeah, it's... it's this was What's number 26? That's a long time. Yeah. Okay. The first part of this is so cringe. Abs aren't important because women don't care about that shit. This presumes that guys can only squat, can only want abs to attract women. This is false. In fact, that they don't get this is pretty damn surprising i want abs because i don't want to feel flabby when i'm moving around through life i like feeling solid mm. and you want to be attractive to men i think he wants to be attractive to himself this is a self-lover mm. this, is, this is a chronic self-lover narcissism here. bad narcissist you think? Yeah. narcissism i yeah. think he's gay all right. He's gay for himself. He's gay problem. for himself. No, yeah. He just wants to feel himself. That's kind of what narcissism is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You're gay for yourself. Yeah. Right. All right. Here's another stay in your lane comment from the Epstein podcast on Spotify. Stay in your lane, you dangerous Dunning Kruger moron. <laughs> well, was he talking to me or to Alex? I don't know. <laughs> well, he said stay in your lane, so it must, must be it must about be you. must be me. He's talking to me. Yeah. I don't get to do any podcasts on anything except what lifting weights. I didn't know that Spotify had comments. That's great. Another source of <laughs> hater comments. Well, you have to start going over there and harvesting some. Yeah, it's good stuff. Some shitty remarks 
you know. And these are in a different font. Does that have anything to do with That's any probably of? what it looks like when she pulled it from there. That's one of the ones okay. that Brie pulled. She pulled She, she actually was okay. uh, useful in that regard. All right. Let's see. Uh, first principle. This is agreeing on first principles. Uh, the first principle is, and always should be, that Mark the fucking Ripito is a dickhead. <laughs> Yeah, that's some devastating shit there. Uh, here's one that says, can't believe Steph puts up with a POS like Rip. Damn. <laughs> what, what makes, How does what he, makes you think she does? <laughs> that's making a lot of assumptions. You make a bunch of assumptions. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, this one is good. Holy act. Get on with it. Jesus, stop rambling on. All right. All right. All right. Well, there you have that. What's What's the video on that one? Why 60-plus don't train for strength. Ah. Starting strength radio clips. When did I say 60-plus don't train for strength? That was probably, that was probably uh, what people do not necessarily what you recommend so the reason people fuck it up remember yeah it was a long time remember it's part of being 67 (laughs) a lot of times you just don't remember everything you've said (laughs) you know especially if you regret it (laughs) okay All right, here's Cunt Ivar. Oh, I'm sorry, Newt Ivar. Says, you could do high rep, high volume, 6 to 15 rep range bodybuilding training and not do any heavy, relatively speaking, squat, deadlift, or press and look like a big, strong man. Mm. Okay. Except that... that Not in my experience. That's not true. Yeah. (laughs) Except that you can type it. Of course, yeah. If you want to, but that doesn't make it, you know, like, you know, true. Oh, here's the trap bar. Our friend the trap bar video. You got to work up to do a proper deadlift without proper form. You'll be in trouble, whereas a trap bar, you just lift the thing up with ease and get good weight in volume in gains made rippy bum. Hmm. Now I wrote I read that letter for letter. Uh because it, picking it up with ease it makes you big <laughs> and strong. All right. All right, here's one uh first principles. My first principle is I won't subscribe to a channel that cusses every 30 seconds. (laughs) Grow up and understand not all of your audience accepts it. Goodbye. Well, fuck off. How about that? It's going to hurt, man. Genesee boy, fuck off. Could you you imagine language offending you that bad? No. (laughs) I can't. You know, I mean. Like he says, you know, he hears fuck and he's like, ugh. No. Oh, oh, God. Think how Jesus feels. <sighs> he said <laughs> shit. Uh. 
Jesus is offended. So so am I. <laughs> I bet Jesus is not offended. I bet. I bet not. <laughs> He's seen worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, worse He's seen you do worse shit, Mr. <laughs> offended Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the learn to squat. The tutorial is incomplete without Mark slapping the trainee's lower back <laughs> at least 50 times. There we go. That's a, that's a hater comment. Yeah, that is a pretty good hater comment. Uh, I exhausted that piece of paper. <laughs> And uh, damn, there's more. Let's see, oh, yeah, there's here's one uh, more useless crap. This is things we like, driver's edge. We're talking mm. about the, the race yeah, course, right? More useless crap, just like gun classes. These fools have never been in a car chase, true, and they have never been in a gunfight, also true. <laughs> These type of of macho man classes are full of insecure larping tards mostly true well, that very what's, well may what's be the promise do you not like to have fun yeah. could, could you explain the kid talk live action role play larp is live action live action role, role play. play i see Sorry, the way it's, we spend our spare time offends him so much. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is that well, everybody at that driver's edge has been in a car chase except us. We were the only ones. Remember? Yeah. Remember when I was talking about the car chases they've been in? The 80 people that were there? <laughs> well, you know. I felt like a total outsider. <laughs> yeah, this guy must be... Uh, He's fucking Jason Bourne. He, he's he's he is. Jason Bourne. He's riding into this guy. No, he's not. He just hangs the, out in his, his basement. is at user hyphen mu four one d nine nine o f two v yeah that's ah. that's code for jason Bourne. <laughs> right. oh my god it's jason Bourne. <laughs> oh no not doing anything <laughs> this is the most brilliant one i've ever probably read to you this is the last one you ready would not bother trying 200 standing way too risky to to risky on the low back seated however mm. is a much better option when going heavy that's solid reasoning oh right that's there. some solid ass yeah. reasoning there speaking of which why are they leaning back Essentially, putting all the weight on the low back mm. for momentum to press up. This is just a recipe for a back injury. That's a solid analysis. Except that that's on the chase video, right? It's got to be. I'm sure. It yeah, is. that's a solid Except analysis. No one's ever done that. Yeah, this is all you know. Anytime you press, and this all ties into today's topic sure it we're does. talk about here in just a minute. but i know that anytime you press around 200 pounds you're risking your your health i mean you're risking your life actually your life you're taking your life in yeah. your own hand. well paralysis is just around the corner yep yeah heed our warning friends right heed our warnings so don't try and press 200 and just stick at just, 85 pounds well if you do it seated though it's okay oh yeah yeah seated seated's fine seated's fine. Seated's fine. Seated's fine well there's no stress on the no, low back none, zero. <laughs> when you've got a solid object <laughs> right under your butt and 200 pounds on your shoulders there's no stress on it's the back good. at all there no 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 
Absolutely no. It's like doing 405 to a box squat. People really amaze me. They really do. Just plop down on it. Oh, God. So the amazement is why we continue to bring to you every week, well, most every week, except when we've got, like, important things to do with other people on the show, bringing you that installment, this week's installment, of comments from... from The haters. All right. Okay. I don't like that. Man. So, you know, it occurred to me a couple of days ago that over the past three years we've been barded, we've been bombarded with an endless stream of complete absolute bullshit that involves something that these people like to call the science right now if i say to you the science what do you think of what do you guys think of when we... When what we, do I think if of? If somebody says to you, follow the science. I'm immediately skeptical. I, I think of Anthony Fauci immediately. <clears throat> I think of when, Anthony Fauci. When somebody says the science to me, it is it is the government, uh, pharmaceutical companies, and it the is. media in one complete package. What I think of... <clears throat> That's the science. Is the narrative. Right. Which is what I think when you say follow the science, I say I immediately think the narrative. Yep. And the narrative is is something other than the science. Right. Right. Uh, like when Doctor Newton performed his experiments and kind of figured out what gravity was all about. Did that appear in a peer-reviewed journal? I don't know oh, that there were no, peer reviewed journals. There wasn't any such thing. It a, it hadn't Until Jelaine Maxwell's but father it hadn't invented the peer review process. <laughs> drop something from a tower and watch it fall, that, that needs to be adjudicated by uh, five reviewers to, just to make sure that that's what actually happened, yeah. right? Well, if there was peer review, it was in person. It was uh, it was it was discussion. It was and discussion. It was, with and, and there's ego involved in that, and there's uh, anger and shit like that. But that's the way it should be. You should uh, defend your ideas. Sure. But peer review is not about defending your ideas. No, it's peer about, review. It's is, about submitting them to a board of your of your betters and right. give it the stamp of approval. Peer review is about controlling the narrative. Right. That's another way to think of peer review. It is a, it's the ultimate control of the narrative. And when we say the narrative, that is a quite overarching concept. Everybody has to kind of follow along, right? Now, what I have in front of me today is something that we would refer to as an exercise science paper, all right? 
Now, I've spoken about exercise science many, many times on this program. And uh, what I thought I would do today is show you why I say the ugly things about it that I do. This was a paper that was published in 2020. Uh, the title of the paper, and this appeared in the NSCA journal. Uh, it appeared in the Journal of Strength Conditioning Research, which is the research journal of the National Strength and Conditioning Association. They publish two journals. One is called the Strength and Conditioning Journal, SCJ it's referred to. And uh, this one is produced in the uh, the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, which is lovingly referred to as the JSCR. All right. It's title. Write this down because I want you to go look this up. Because you may not, you may think I'm just making some of this shit up, but I'm not. This is the title of the paper is Effects of Training with Free Weights Versus Machines on muscle mass, strength, free testosterone, and free cortisol levels by Schwanbeck et al. That means graduate students. <laughs> Schwanbeck and a bunch of graduate students. <laughs> like right? Rip et al. is us. <laughs> Are we the all? Right. Et al. All right. Now, and then it gives you the author information where they're all, you know, either employed or, or taking their master's degree or whatever they're doing. Uh, Chilibeck is the uh, address correspondence to one of these guys. All right. Now I'm going to read you the abstract of this and um, and then we're gonna we're gonna read through the paper together and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of these things these guys are, are talking about. But uh, yeah, in fact I'm gonna read the abstract and then I'm gonna point something out. All right. Uh, let's see. Free weights offer a more unstable training environment, which enhances muscle recruitment, whereas some machines have the advantage of using a cam pulley system that better matches strength curves, okay. which, is, which is an interesting concept. Right. All right. We compare the effect of training with free weights versus machines on muscle mass, strength, free testosterone, and free cortisol concentrations. 46 subjects, 26 women, which means that the other 20 were men, right? Uh, age, average age 22 plus or minus three years. Kids, college kids which is what you typically find in these things, were randomized to train using free weights or machines for eight weeks. Uh, with each muscle group trained two to three times per week with three to four sets of four to ten reps, muscle thickness and strength were measured at zero starting point and eight weeks. Salivary hormone concentrations were assessed before and at the end of workouts at the beginning, midway at four weeks, and at the end, eight weeks of the training intervention. Biceps and quadriceps muscle thickness 
everyone's favorite muscles, right? <laughs> Increased with no difference between the groups. After eight no weeks. difference between the free weight and the machine groups. After right. eight weeks with four to 12 reps. Right. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, trying it's, to keep everything in perspective. It's here. worse than that. Right. All right. There was a group times time interaction for machine bench press strength, P level of 0. 0.05, with the machine group increasing more than the free weight group, 13.9% versus 8.6%. Free weight. That's the machine group got stronger than the right. free weight group. As measured by? As measured by? The machines. Yes. The weight on the machines. With no, a free weight bench and bench press and squat, and Smith machine squat strength increased in both groups, 11 to 19%, with no difference between groups. Men in the free weight group had a greater increase in free testosterone Uh, from uh, before to after acute training sessions than men in the machine group and all women. However, there's no differences between groups in free cortisol response to acute resistance exercise. That's because it wasn't hard enough to make anything inflame. All right. Training sessions with free weights induced greater increases in free testosterone in men. However, Training with free weights or machines resulted in similar increases in muscle mass and strength. Mm. Right. Now. But how much were the increases? Well, for, first question uh, is, do you know anything about salivary levels of hormones? Yes. Is that, they're, is that, they're a, they're is that incredibly even imprecise. I, I would assume so. They're incredibly imprecise. Like if you imprecise. drank a lot of water, would but it change things? Yeah, but it's easier than drawing blood. Okay. You know. As they didn't have phlebotomy as part of the the review board sure. process, so they had to do it the other way. So they do salivary. But one of the one of the what's the title again? Title of the paper is "Effects of Training with Free Weights Versus Machines on Muscle Mass, Strength, Free Testosterone, and Free Cortisol Levels." Yeah, so that, that's a first problem right there. If, if the title of the paper involves hormones, why would you choose? What I would the, assume is the least reliable method of testing hormones. Because it is cheaper. Of course. Right. And <clears throat> it doesn't require a licensed phlebotomist. Exactly. In order to perform the, right. the intervention. So yeah. if you've got any if you've got any fucking brains or or integrity, you would leave that as an interesting piece of the paper, perhaps. But not but, make but it but not make it part of the main one of deal. The, primary parameters that you're investigating in the intervention right right but that's you know look here's the situation we know better than this we know this is bullshit and the reason we know it's bullshit is because we have all been doing this a very very long time we have been involved i have been involved right now at this point in time probably 48 years in this business I've been in this business since I was a kid. I've been around every type of exercise protocol that you can possibly prescribe to anyone. Every type of 
endurance training, every type of weight training, every type of anything that happens in a club where you pay to be a member to do something, I have been around, all right? And the phenomenology is always that when you squat and deadlift and press and bench press and do heavy barbell training, you get bigger and stronger. And when you do machines, you don't. Now, this is the phenomenology. This is what happens. Now, the phenomenology is is a, that is a term that refers to that which occurs. A phenomenon is something that occurred, that was observed, right? The phenomenon of a unidentified flying object is a phenomenon. Correction, it's unidentified aerial phenomenon now. Oh, it's that's, U- that's a- the, UAP. P's that's now. the proper term. Because that's are the they flying? Term. Don't know. Because you don't know if they're flying. You don't know if they're flying. Right. They're just moving through the air. Yeah, they're That's not the same thing as flying. Of course not. May not be. That's absolutely. <laughs> that's valid. <laughs> Change up the acronym every once in a that's while right. just to make things interesting, yep. right? That's how science works. And to keep, and <laughs> that's to keep exactly George Norrie on his toes. Yeah. Hey, right? hey, watch it. You've got to keep George Norrie on his toes. Come on. I love right? that man. Grandpa George. I love that man. Leave him alone. Oh, he's a great guy. He's fantastic. He's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when, when when the little newscast at the top of his at the top of his show on uh, co- like coast to coast, coast on coast to coast yep. AM, when the when the little five minutes worth of news he reads mm-hmm. is better than <laughs> <laughs> MSN, NBC News, or, or CNN, or CNN, any, any, CNN even or anybody else's news, you know things are fucked. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, anyway, the phenomena, a phenomenon, singular, phenomena, plural, are things that are, that's what happens. That's what's observed. It's an observed occurrence. It's an observed occurrence. Now, the explanation for it may not be known, right? But when you've got trained airline pilots and Navy pilots reporting unidentified aerial phenomena, very nice rip. Then what you've got is something that's going on that merits investigation. That merits an explanation. Right. Right? Now the explanation cannot be that we didn't see these things. Because we did see them. So if the explanation does not comport with the phenomenology then the explanation is not valid. This can't be too hard to understand now, can it? Right? If when I drop this highlighter, if I let go of it, what's it going to do? It's going to fall on the table. Now, I knew that. And the reason I knew that is because I've done it before. And so have you. And that merits an explanation, doesn't it? If every time you let go of something that has mass, it falls to the ground, then that merits an explanation. And that explanation is gravity and all of the things that go along with gravity. And that's a valid explanation because it agrees with 
the phenomenon. But if sometimes when you let go of something and it doesn't fall, now we have a completely different set of things to explain, don't we? Right? And if gravity is the explanation for the thing, but you let go of something and it doesn't fall, then you have falsified the explanation. Now, this is terribly important to understand that science is about falsification. That's how you decide whether things are an explanation or just words in a row. Real, real quick, though, Rip, when you have when you have something that that falsifies or contradicts a well-established observation, like things falling straight down, or like people getting stronger, faster with barbells, right? The the onus is on the person making the counterclaim, right? Right. So because the weight of the <clears throat> evidence points to the first explanation for the phenomenon, right? The phenomenon is, and in our case, in, with regards to this right here, the phenomenon is, and it, it is always this way, and that's why starting strength works for everyone that does it. The phenomenon is that if you determine a way to teach anyone how to do a compound joint exercise like a squat, a deadlift, a press, or a bench press. And then you show them how to do this correctly, and you, you do it, you know, while you obey the laws of physics, the thing has to stay, the movement pattern has to stay in balance. You use multiple joints at the same time, and if you're using multiple joints, you're using a whole bunch of muscle mass that's not used in a leg extension or an arm curl. You're using a whole bunch of muscle mass. And then, if you go up Wednesday, you go up five more pounds, and you keep going up five more pounds every time you do this three days a week. The phenomenology is always you get stronger. Well, that's the and you get bigger. That's the fundamental one of the. We'll get into this, I'm sure, but this is one of the fundamental problems with what goes on with exercise science. Everybody has has deep experience with gravity, and it just makes sense that if some shit doesn't fall when you let go. That you would say to yourself, okay, something weird is going on here, and something then you would accept, so you would accept some theories about what's happening, right? right. But with exercise science, the in, especially in terms of strength, the experience is not there by the people asking the question, so they don't even That's, know that is one hundred percent the case. They don't even know what questions right. to ask, and the and this also group, the effects of the way that they're doing the testing. The kids that did this paper have never done our novice linear progression. Neither have the examiners, and that's probably more important. Yeah. The guys directing the research at this Canadian university have not had any experience with what we have done with millions of people. Right. Millions of people. Yeah, and, and look, not just us. Anybody who's spent time with barbells getting stronger can tell you this. Yes. Anybody with experience in like actually trying to get strong can tell you this. You know, so it's it's not limited to just us. If you if you even ask, God damn, I mean, just ask any power lifter and they'll tell you the same thing. It's not uh, it's not anything that um, is is 
is even controversial. No, and, and it's it's <laughs> not anything we have a monopoly on. We don't have a monopoly right. on musculoskeletal analysis. We don't have a m- monopoly on mechanics. We've just written a method that incorporates all of those basic sciences and has derived a method for using that phenomenology to write a program that works every time it's been tried and yet here we are still doing these stupid ass studies on machines it's fun for the kids. Well, it's fun for the kids. <laughs> Here's a, let me. And somebody got to sell somebody a bunch that, of machines. That's exactly yeah. right. Somebody right. got to sell some machines. Yeah, because somebody will pull that fucking paper up and use this information. Oh yes, mm-hmm. this but, is because. And here's the primary problem that I alluded to earlier, ladies and gentlemen. This is the literature. This is the science. All right, that blue book. It's just a book some guy wrote. That's right? right, but There's this no evidence. because it is peer reviewed. There's evidence. Is the science? Yeah, it's yeah. not the narrative. It's the science. Yeah, somebody somewhere will write but a Facebook you know post saying that, hey, it's all right if we just use machines because you're tired of convincing people to do barbell training. Right. Because it's all right no if we difference. use machines. There's no difference. Uh, you know, Schwalinger or whatever the fuck at all yeah. said said that there's they, they demonstrated that there's no difference. Schwanbeck said. Schwanbeck et al. says training with free weights or machines resulted in similar increases in muscle mass and strength. Well, here, and that's the narrative. Yeah, here's the thing they didn't just Exercise say. Exercise science has a narrative just like global warming's got a narrative. And just like every other goddamn thing in the news is part of a narrative. This is the narrative of the exercise sciences. There are no differences between free rates and machines. The problem is that's not the phenomenology. That ignores the phenomenology in favor of the narrative that these idiots have developed over decades of trying to justify the existence of an ex-phys department at a four-year college. Yeah, just, just just to be be clear for you, for it, the the peer review process makes it so that these guys didn't just say this; they demonstrated it. Yeah, that proved what the, it. That's what the peer review process says: is yeah. that they demonstrated. Yep. Now, there's a there's a piece in that uh, in that uh, opening that you read where it said that this machine group increased weight faster than the uh, than the barbell than the free not barbell free weight group because we right. don't know what they actually used, right? Um, no. But but here, anybody who spent any time doing machines versus uh, versus barbells, you know that the weight on the stack doesn't doesn't correlate. No. Any any so yes, the the weight that you lift lift is going to go up much much faster because there's no technique involved. There's, there's no, no technique balance involved. involved. There are ten pound plates on the stack. There's no two and a half. They pound might be ten pound plates. They say ten. Well, they say ten. Yeah. It says it right there right, on the yeah. stack. But none yeah. of none right. of us would write that sentence with a straight face. No. Like they they no. wrote that sentence truly believing that this actually occurred, because they don't understand how any of this shit works, because they lack the experience. They they are unfamiliar with the phenomenology. Right. They, they this is <laughs> god damn it. They, yeah. This is have. this is the key here. The people that and all people that write papers like this in all sciences, not just this exercise science thing here, they're unfamiliar with the phenomenology. If you haven't worked in the field, 
and worked with the thing that you're writing a paper about. You have no idea whether your paper is bullshit or not. And the fact that it is peer-reviewed is irrelevant because it's being peer-reviewed by people just like you. (laughs) Just as ignorant as you Just as ignorant (laughs) of the phenomenology as you. All right? Now, I'm going to continue on here because I want to make this point uh, very clearly. Now, now, first of all, I've read in the – as I read in the uh, – in the in the uh, the abstract, forty six subjects, twenty six of whom were women, and the average age of twenty two, plus or minus three years. These are all young college age kids. They're training. The level of training advancement was not determined level of training advancement is incredibly important in terms of how you respond to any exercise protocol as has been investigated at length in both of our books and if you do not know who what the training history actually is of of these kids the you you don't have any idea what's going on because an untrained person will respond to any exercise protocol and that fact before any other fact is even considered explains why there was no difference in the machine or the free weight protocols investigated in this study anything works Anything works. You give them a job hauling hay, and after three weeks, they're stronger. Yep. Because anything makes them stronger. Mm -hmm. Because they've never had any stress applied to them. They've never had an opportunity to adapt to that stress and therefore get stronger. And when you are unadapted, to physical stress your ability to adapt to physical stress is very very high and the stronger you get and the more adapted you become to physical stress the harder it is to continue further adaptation to it and that's just the principle of diminishing returns and that's the whole basis of the gray book practical programming for strength training the longer your training history if it's the correct training history the more careful the training intervention must be all right if you i think that's that that is so obvious that i don't want to spend any more time dealing with it but it's but it's obvious that that is the case and that has not even been acknowledged here and it's not acknowledged in any of these kinds of papers all right so let's see here uh free weights provides Uh, provide isotonic resistance which provides the same amount of resistance throughout the range of motion this does not always match the strength curve of the muscle that is the constant resistance throughout the range of motion offered by free weights does not always match the strength of a muscle which varies throughout the range of motion all right That was a bunch of just jargon. Well, <laughs> no, it, 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 it ignores the fact that a squat involves the use 
of a hundred muscles. Yeah. Yep. All of which are in different positions of origin and insertion on the system of levers that we call the skeleton. And that at any given point in that range of motion, all these different muscles are making different amounts of contribution to the to the bar path, which is vertical. Because you know, gravity, bar path, all that all that remedial shit that's not also not mentioned in the paper here uh but that's why they they like the cam machines arthur jones invented those back you know in the 70s with nautilus and stuff and he was regarded as a fucking genius and he was a genius uh he sold a lot of machines in terms of marketing he was he was a genius and you know for all all the reports are that he was a terribly interesting man yep i'd like to have met him because he was a lunatic i've seen him i've seen clips of him talking about strength training talking about barbell training specifically and he's a he's a sharp guy he's a sharp guy there's no doubt about it he was he was an extremely intelligent man uh oh and this paper is full of weasel words like all scientific papers are some some machines use cam pulley systems elastics hydraulics and pneumatic resistance which may better match the strength curves of typical movements they don't but they may right despite these potential benefits of training with machines training with free weights may allow for greater recruitment of muscle mass (laughs) blah blah which may result in greater recruitment of muscle for example Acute, let's see, let's see, free weight activities can potentially provide a more anabolic stimulus. Uh, all right. So, and, and all papers are full of these kind of things. They excuse right. themselves from actually making yep. a committed comment about yeah. anything, right? Uh, this greater anabolic hormone response could potentially lead to greater muscle hypertrophy and strength over time. See, and that's why they were trying to measure the the testosterone response to this resistance now i'll tell you that about 20 years ago uh out at midwestern we were working with this same problem and what we found was that acute responses to exercise to heavy training acute responses to exercise involved an increase in testosterone in serum testosterone right that that actually happens but and this is so fucking important but it is it is transitory it is not a chronic elevation in testosterone it is a it is an acute response to the stress of that exercise and let me point something out okay and we're talking about you know nanograms difference you know on the order of 10 nanograms something to this effect and then three hours later it's gone all right when you do testosterone replacement therapy or for that matter you know if you're doing steroids and we all know that when you do steroids, uh, it makes you big and strong. 
you're training hard you're doing steroids you're doing you're getting big and strong the concentration serum concentrations of testosterone and related anabolic products uh, go up a couple of thousand times more chronically not acutely but chronically more than the response shown during a single bout of heavy resistance exercise and that's why they work a couple of nanogram increase in testosterone although you can measure it does not mean that it is of clinical or physiological significance the fact that it elevated does not mean that it accomplished anything you just squeezed some out with the effort now this is you know this is another mistake that's so embedded in the in the deal yeah if you want to make your testosterone go up you lift weights no right it's not what happens i'm sorry i wish it was that fucking easy but it's not that's why old guys have to stick it in a syringe and put it in your butt because just lifting weights does not make a clinical difference or a super physiological difference in your testosterone or other anabolic compound levels in your body doesn't work that way if it did we wouldn't have to take testosterone if it did bodybuilders wouldn't have to take testosterone football players wouldn't have to take testosterone lifters wouldn't have to take testosterone in order to compete with other guys that also didn't have to take testosterone right that's not how it works all right so i want you to if you don't take away anything else from our discussion today this is the truth all right uh and let's see i've highlighted a bunch of stuff here uh right yeah i just covered that uh total duration of the exercise study was eight weeks eight weeks now that's not a long time eight weeks two months but let me point something out if you're running an nlp that's a long time if you're running a, a starting strength novice linear progression and you're doing it correctly and you're eating correctly and your squats are below parallel where they're supposed to be and you are doing everything your coach tells you to do and more importantly every time you come into training you go up five pounds you force a strength adaptation you don't permit one you force a strength adaptation by lifting heavier weights and then forcing recovery from that effort so that that stress gets adapted to and is now present to use for the next bout of training so you come in you lift heavier weights you make yourself recover from lifting heavier weights now you're stronger and then you do it again and you do the same thing you recover from that that heavier bout of lifting and then you do it again and then you do it again and guess what happens now here's a very important word accumulation of the adaptation occurs and you get stronger 
That was not a part of this intervention. Okay? And I have never seen an ex-phys study done on that type of intervention. Now, I'm not saying they haven't occurred. I'm sure they have. I just haven't been made aware of it. But we know what works because we do it all the time. We do it in all of our gyms. All of our coaches do it for a living every day. And the fact that the exercise science is not kept up with us is not our fault. Now, is it? Okay. Uh, total duration, body composition, strength measured during the week before the training intervention and during the week after the training intervention. Now, that's, see, that's funny because when we put five pounds on the bar and we have you do it for three sets of five, we have both measured a strength increase and produced a strength increase. We measured it because you did the fifth rep of the third set with the five extra pounds and you're stronger we measured it and that measurement activity also constitutes a stress that produces further strength adaptation that we will measure wednesday all right but that's not the that's not the the the, the process here all right. Let's see now. Free weight group did not differ compared with the machine group for baseline age, which was 23 plus or minus four years versus 22 plus or minus three years. And these are just random assignments of, of, of the kids into the groups. All right. Mass, which was 67 kilos plus or minus eight. So there was a. 59 kilo person here is a girl probably versus 74 plus or minus six kilos the height is in centimeters uh, previous resistance training experience and this is in months 27 plus or minus 25 <laughs> so that, that, if you had two months that somewhere between two right, months and two years in two years versus 26 plus or minus 24 months all right. <laughs> Again, the previous who, who resistance writes that, training experience. Who writes that it's down? a meaningless it? term. My kids are 82 months plus or minus <laughs> 30 months. What the fuck? <laughs> like, who writes? Well, who wrote it down or is this, you know, this is what's required for this thing to be called a paper. God damn. Right? Oh, God almighty, strength was assessed by performing a one-rep max on a free weight bench press. Now, this is, this is the initial assessment. Right. By you know, a person they, with, that does not know how to do a one-rep max. Yeah. Has no idea, has never had mechanics of any of this stuff sure. explained to him. Sure, sure. Never been coached on any of this stuff. I, this is what you want to do. There's better ways to do it. I mean, you know, just say it's a heavy single. How about that? And have but and but have, they, right. they don't have they, they have no frame of reference. No, for no. This. Listen to me. Yeah, say it's a heavy single and have a coach determine 
where to stop, right? It's like, okay, right. yeah, stop there. That's heavy enough. We'll stop there. That's and heavy then, enough. I mean, that's better than, than what the fuck they just did, because how do you know that's a one rep max? You don't you know it's no a idea. one rep max. There's no data here. You have here. no idea. You have no idea whether if this is a one rep like, max Like, were they or about not? to fail the rep? If I could coach him on his technique, could we have gone up five that's more exactly pounds? exactly right. And they didn't tell me anywhere in here. How they did the lifts. What the lift weighed. Right. Yeah. All right. So, all right. But or, then, or, or but, but, but now listen to this. This is even funnier than that. See, it's okay to do a one rep max on a bench press, mm-hmm. but they're doing a six to 10 RM free weight squat. The free weight strength tests are performed at least two days apart, ordered the subject. Let's see. A predictive one RM. Um, the squat was determined based on the 6 to 10 RM value for the squat exercises for safety reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was perfectly safe to do a one rep max bench press sure. with a barbell. Right. Yep. I, you know, I, I mean, what the hell are these people doing? I have, I don't understand this. Oh, they're resting three to five minutes between each one of these trials. and, and uh, I'd love to see how they calculated the one rep max off of the mm-hmm. six to ten. Yeah, it didn't. didn't A uh, six rep max. It didn't give us. Like the, if you told the kid, I, I'll kick you in the balls if you don't do a seventh rep, he'd probably do a seventh rep. I bet he could. Yeah. And an eighth. And, and an eighth. And a ninth. And a tenth. And an eleventh. And a twelfth. <laughs> six rep <Right>. max. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Oh yeah, and uh, and and here's the squat. All right, the subject received help unracking the bar, and this is for the six to ten RM for safety, right? Yeah, right for safety. The subject's feet were approximately shoulder width apart. The subject received help unracking the bar, and they squatted down until their knees were approximately at ninety degrees. <laughs> approximately. <laughs> Approximately at 90 degrees. So it was a half squat. It was a half squat. Dr. Seedman would be very happy. It was a half squat. Where they stood back up until full hip extension was achieved. Because in a squat, of course, only the knees are involved. Yeah. Only the knee extensors are involved in a squat. Uh, Depth of each repetition was controlled for by attaching a TheraBand between the frames... At a height that, when the bar touched the band at the bottom of the range of motion, the subject was at a 90-degree knee angle. Mm. Uh, once the bar Dr. Seaman would like this. <laughs> so once the bar touched the band, the subject received a verbal cue to stand back up. Very nice. Stand! Right? Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, but I saw an Olympic weightlifting coach one time <laughs> running around. He can't be on the platform, right? But he's running around back of the platform. His lifter pulls the clean, lands in the front squat. And you know what his cue was? <laughs> Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> Stand! Stand! <laughs> like the lifter's going to go, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's what damn, I do. I forgot next. that part. <laughs> that's what I do next. Okay. Once the bar touched the band, 
verbal cue, safety rules. For the Smith machine bench press 1RM, subject received help unracking the bar by slightly rotating the safety hooks off the last latches located on the frame of the machine, lowering the bar to look contacted chest, pushed the bar back up, full elbow extension, where they received help re-racking the bar by slightly rotating safety hooks back now, back onto the bench. Now yeah, they're just trying to get a word count. That's how the Smith machine works. Now they're just trying to do word count. Yeah, they're doing, <laughs> going for word count. That's exactly <laughs> Smith machine squat, 6 to 10 RM. Not 5 to 10 RM, but 6 to 10 RM. And, oh, God, it's so tedious. All right. I had to actually read all of this. Right. Taking one for the team. Yeah, seriously. All right. Uh, God almighty, this whole thing is. All right. Then the hormone collection things, which are uh, supremely disinteresting. Exercise program. Now, this is good. The exercise program lasted for eight weeks and consisted of two days on and one day off. Half the muscle groups were trained on one day and half the next day, followed by a day of rest. And we're just supposed to understand what a muscle group is. Right. Because everyone knows that, especially if you're an ex-phys major, right? Eight weeks was chosen as it is an adequate amount of time to realize hypertrophy and increases in strength for most muscle groups. Day one trained the chest, back, and triceps. Free weight exercises included the flat barbell bench press, inclined barbell bench press, bent over row, that's back. Yeah. Right. 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 Chin ups, supine elbow extension, which is, you know, LTEs, right? And dumbbell kickbacks. Machine exercises were performed on the Techno Gym, the Hammer Strength Equipment, Life Fitness Equipment, and Apex Equipment. Techno Gym equipment uses a cam pulley system, which is designed to match the strength curve of the specific movement. Okay. Meaning the specific single joint movement. Right. Right. Machine exercises for the chest, back, and triceps included the Smith Machine bench press, Smith Machine incline, hammer strength seated row. So somehow seated row and bent over row are two different muscle groups, right? Techno gym lat pull down, which is different muscle group. Right? Techno gym machine triceps hold it. No, take that out. That's not what they meant, right? Techno gym machine triceps press down and a rope press down, <clears throat> right? Uh, day two. So that was all day one. That was the free weights and the machines day one in contrast. Day two trained the legs, shoulders, and biceps. Okay. What was day one? Up, Just upper body? Chest, back, and triceps. Oh, chest, back, triceps. And then day two? Day two is legs, shoulders, and biceps. 
Oh, got it. Okay. Smart. Smart. I see. <laughs> it's, it's in the magazines. Yeah. It's been in the magazines for years. Day two trains. All right. So free weight exercise. It includes squat, straight leg deadlift, lunge, straight leg deadlift. Stiff leg, probably the same thing. They mean stiff leg deadlift, which is not straight knee. But they don't know that. So, all right. And why are you shocked, Rip? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I on. know. I just, Every time I, you I, read I, something, I, you're I, like, I, well, how could they make this mistake? <laughs> right, right. Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> well, you might, someone might get the impression that I'm acting. Right? <laughs> I'm acting shocked. All right, now let me, let me get through here. Single leg calf raise. Dumbbell shoulder press, dumbbell lateral raise. Those are very important. Uh, camber bar curl and preacher curl. The machine exercises for the legs, shoulders, and biceps included Smith machine squat, techno gym quadriceps extension, techno gym seated hamstring curl, apex machine calf raise, techno gym machine shoulder press techno gym machine lateral raise techno gym machine biceps curl and hammer strength machine preacher curl for the first three weeks all exercises were performed for four sets of eight to ten reps with one minute of rest between sets for the next three rep three weeks weight was increased okay wasn't increased on the first three weeks apparently and all exercises were performed for four sets of six to eight reps with one and a half minutes of rest between sets. Well, the they didn't bother to say this, but what they probably did is started at four reps, worked them up to 12 or whatever, and then... Yeah, well, that like, would have been important to well, know. Well, here, here's the thing. like you're, you're, tr- you're, you're triggered by all these exercises, these crazy-ass fucking exercises. The thing, that, the thing that I'm wondering, unless I missed it, is why... They, it just shows you the inexperience because they haven't bothered to tell us what exercises specifically in what order and what reps and sets for each exercise like they, they don't think that's important or what hey or what weights on the bar they don't think it's important like no, they, no, they say no. okay this is the exercise they did and they just said things like <laughs> <laughs> and then give you like 30 exercises that they did yeah. for just this massive rep range and yeah like you said no no indication of what the weight is like we're just supposed to trust them that they did a strength program somehow <laughs> Uh, this is this listen to this is fascinating for the next three weeks weight was increased and all exercises were performed for four to six sets of four sets of six to eight reps with minute and a half rest between sets now are you able to tell from that sentence whether they mean that the weight was increased every workout or was increased once starting at that three-week period they're referring to you can't tell from no, the sentence no what what the hell they did. Yeah. And then it says, for the last two weeks, weight was increased again. And all exercises were performed for three to four three sets of four to five reps with two minutes of rest between sets. Mm. Now uh, they're getting stronger. But you, you know but you do know. you know how much what weight no, it says weight was increased again? Once? How much? How much did it go up? You know, the funny thing is Did it go up? Is there a way to percentage that weight? Is there a way to give us the data 
so that we'll understand what the hell these people have done. Of course, they could have just written it down and put it in the paper. Oh, I'm the, sure it's in one of these. The the funny thing the is illegible. The funny thing is that we could have used those same protocols. We could have done barbells and strength tr- and uh, machines, and still made those people stronger just by just by increasing the load every time they do it on the right. fucking machine. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they didn't even get that part right. No. No. And, and but, but it's no Nick. It's even worse than that. You don't know what they did. Yeah. You have no we idea what they did. We can safely assume they that did. they did not add weight every time they were there. I mean, they I, just said it themselves, right? They didn't because yeah. they said after three weeks, we after added weight weeks, to the— we added weight <laughs> we added again. Weight. <laughs> two minutes right. Intensity was increased throughout the program once the subject was able to complete their required repetitions. Yeah, so good form. Th- this two. ties Rip. This ties into the they, conversation we had last, the last podcast on first— they don't even understand the first principles. They don't understand physiology and adaptation. Like they're looking, they're trying to determine if there was a strength adaptation, but they're not applying a strength stress. So again, just same thing we talked about last time. It's not even worth discussing with these motherfuckers. They don't know, have any idea. They don't have the experience and they don't even have the base of knowledge from a fundamental principles perspective. If they don't understand how important the five pounds of workout is, then how do you have a conversation with them about it? You are at the same time measuring and producing an adaptation right at the same time with the same intervention you are measuring and producing the adaptation yeah and and you could frame it as just a simple question ask one ask the the lead person ask him how are you how what stress are you applying and what what's what adaptation are you trying to achieve and okay so there we go we're trying to get them stronger so how are you applying that stress and he wouldn't be able to tell you Right, he would just rattle off a bunch of gibberish, and he, he'd be completely wrong. He doesn't even understand it on that on the on the most basic level. Shit! All workouts this is took how place in our university's fitness center, where fully qualified exercise professionals, that is, uh, Canadian Society for Exercise Physiology certified exercise physiologists, because <laughs> that's how it's pronounced. It's physiology in Canada. Or certified personal trainers were available to provide assistance during the workouts. Over the eight weeks, there were 38 training sessions. Therefore, with the split body program, each muscle group trained over 19 sessions. All right, then the statistical analysis of the data, which is extremely interesting since the data was not presented <laughs> in the paper. And... Uh, the uh, ratio of the squat, bench press, strength. All right, the all right, the the ratios. I've kind of highlighted some of the stuff, but this is getting too tedious to even deal with. Nobody got stronger. <laughs> right. Is is you know the ratios between the bench and the squat stayed the same. The ratios between body weight and those two exercises stayed about the same. And there just wasn't a hell of a lot of anything that actually took place here of any interest. Uh, all right, now back to the hormone intervention. Tukey's post hoc analyses uh, indicated that only the free weight training men significantly increased free testosterone from before to after workouts. There was no significant change in free cortisol at any time point for either sex or training group. So cortisone didn't change because nothing was hard. Right. Right? Because when you get real beat up 
cortisol always goes up. Yep. All right. But there was only the free weight training men significantly increased free testosterone from before to after workouts. Ooh, and ooh. as I've already explained, that's irrelevant. Right. Because it is not a chronic elevation. Because you are recovering, ladies and gentlemen, from a heavy workout for 48 to 72 hours. This is if you're a novice, and it's longer than that if you're an intermediate or advanced trainee, for much longer than just the time from before to after the workout. And nobody has ever shown a chronic elevation in testosterone after a heavy workout. It is always an acute elevation of testosterone, which means that other mechanisms are at play in terms of the increase in testosterone. And if you were going to elevate testosterone as a result of heavy training and show measurable chronic elevations in in the in in serum testosterone free testosterone levels then nobody would ever overtrain would they but they do it all the time don't they and the reason people take steroids is to cope with the overtraining because this mechanism that they're investigating here is bullshit, and it doesn't matter. And what's a significant increase? Did they even say in testosterone? They don't. They don't. They're talking about three or four, just clinically measurable in a few nanograms per deciliter. Right. That's not significant. Which is not. Did it's they, not. Did they it's not physiologically significant. Did they mention it? A may be in the measurable. Paper. It may be statistically significant. Right. Yeah. But, but is it clinically significant? But, 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 They're yeah. two different things. Right. But but the point is, is they don't give us a number of what would be significant to them. What is their opinion on significant? That's yeah. what I want to know. That's not stated. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. So not what the stated. fuck? It's just yeah. again noted. Yeah. yeah that this is what happened. Just trust us. It was we already know that it does this. We don't need another study to tell us that if you go in and squat real heavy and then press and bench press and everything, that at the end of that workout, your testosterone, your serum testosterone is a little bit higher than it was when you started. We already know that's been demonstrated dozens and dozens of times, and it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference except to the editors of Sports Illustrated who are not known for their you know intelligence as it were discussion now here's the good part major finding of the study is that free weight and machine training were equally effective for increasing muscle thickness and strength these findings do not support our hypothesis that training with free weights would result in greater gains in muscle mass and strength the second major finding is that the men training with free weights experienced a significant acute increase in free testosterone from before and after the workouts. This finding partially supports our hypothesis that the group training with free weights would have greater increases in anabolic hormone response. The hypotheses were based on the evidence that training with free weights activates more muscle mass, which should cause a greater increase in free testosterone and over time causes a greater increase in muscle mass and strength. And that right there is the point. These people do not understand that a, that a transient acute increase in testosterone does not cause an increase in muscle mass and strength. That's not what causes an increase in muscle mass and strength. 
What causes an increase in muscle mass and strength is the overall adaptation to an accumulation of load and an adaption, an adaptation to that accumulation of load through mechanisms that are not necessarily related to testosterone and anabolic hormones. That's not the only factor in you getting big and strong. All right? But this, let me back up to the first of this thing. These findings do not support our hypothesis that training with free weights would result in greater gains in muscle mass and strength. You didn't do it right. If you don't do the intervention correctly, then you're not going to get the results that would have proven your hypothesis. Your hypothesis was, in fact, correct. But the study is so poorly designed that it can't show you that outcome. I love how, but, I mean, but I back love how much this pisses you <laughs> off. But, but this is so personal. But this is, I have been pissed off about this for about 40 years. But this is the science, boys and girls. This is the science right here. This bullshit right here is the science. Now, you take this. This silly bullshit that I have been reading you and talking to you about now for far too long. Hour and 16 minutes. And, <laughs> it feels like an eternity. And you extrapolate <laughs> that across all of the other sciences Yeah, it's no shit. that feed into the narrative and you see why we are where we are right now. We're at the brink of World War fucking three. And a lot of that has to do with the accumulation of the bullshit that comes along with the narrative. All right. Have you noticed how nobody's been talking about uh, global warming since nuclear war has well, been kind of a topic. Well, because we're about to warm the fucking planet a whole lot. <laughs> you know, you're, we're about to warm everything so up like, hey, with, guys, you know, with little, hydrogen weapons. A little nuclear war, you know, 3,000 megatons might might be good for the Earth. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it might, might be good. I, warm I, us up a little you know. bit. The, the problem is, from, from my, you know, I, I obviously don't have the relationship with this that you do, but th- this kind of shit turns into the headline, mm-hmm. right? This will right. be on Yahoo News or whatever. It'll right. say... You know, X, Y, Z researchers from whatever the fuck university found that strength training with barbells is no different than strength training with machines. Um, and then additionally, you know, the evidence, the evidence based pract- uh, practitioners out there, the personal trainers and the, the doctors will use this as, a, as evidence to tell you that you don't need to do hard shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the that's the problem from from aside from everything you've said. But that's the problem from my perspective is this another um, another thing that becomes that becomes pop science. And can you right? think of a better way to sell machines? Of course, yeah. I'm not competing with machines, but I am competing with shitty online coaching. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. But yeah. there's but there's another side you, to you this are. though. And the, the the people that read this and that believe this, they don't want to look any further than this. 
Absolutely. That, that, that's, well, that's, that's the biggest and, problem. Ultimately, and, the problem and, is and, that this but is... But let's be honest. Nobody reads this Nobody shit. reads no, it. No, but listen. But Nobody reads this shit except the kids in the ex-phys classes. Well, that's not that's and, not necessarily and, true because the little the old ladies that need to be barbell training are looking at that shit. And, they're not and, looking at this journal. No, they're not looking at the journal, but they're, they're looking at But they at are going to look at, at the, the headlines, headlines. The headlines, yes. At the bastardized version exactly. of this paper exactly. that might appear yeah. in Newsweek. Sure. You know, because if you're a sports, if you're a sports or a, a fitness, you know, writer for for Yahoo News or some shit, you're scouring. Oh, for you've got to have something to write about. So let's here we go. Let's and, write and, about this. And anymore, this it says right here. The science yeah. says. Right. And anymore, See? it's not a rep. It's not like Yahoo. It's not a big name. It's just a random post on a on a Facebook right. or an Instagram or Twitter or whatever X whatever it's called now. It's just a random thing that pops up and says, "Look at this study." Study shows. Study shows. There's no difference between yeah. machines and free weights. So why do you have to take the risk of deadlifting? Yeah. Why you don't have to take the risk? There's no difference because there's no difference whatsoever, and it's that's and that's when Greta Thunberg says follow the science. This is what she's talking about. This dog shit right here is what she's talking about. Follow the science because this is the science. And the science, this is the science, and it does not agree with the phenomenology. And if the science, if the theory, the explanation doesn't agree with the phenomenology, then the explanation is wrong. The explanation is wrong. The phenomenon comes first. Because that's what we're observing. Now we have to have an explanation for that phenomenon. And now we do science. And we try to explain it. But if we start explaining things that don't actually happen, that's what's called fiction. That's what we read for entertainment, not enlightenment. If the science quote-unquote, does not depend on an accurate assessment of the phenomena. In other words, data collection. If you don't do correct data collection, or you don't do data collection at all, or you just start from some random point and project forward from there, any explanation derived from that is bullshit. It's not valid. You know, what we know to be the case is that when you come in the gym and we show you how to correctly squat over a full range of motion and correctly deadlift over a full range of motion, correctly press and bench press over a full range of motion, and then the next time you come in to work out at our gym, we make you go up in weight, and we keep doing that. We make you go up and up and up, five pounds at a time, two and a half pounds maybe on the bench press, maybe a pound and a half on the press, but up more than last time. Then we force an adaptation to take place, and that adaptation is strength. And it works every single time, whether you're 18 or 80. It works every single time. If you're alive, 
Your DNA permits adaptation. It's one of the primary functions of your DNA is to remodel you, to remodel your proteins, to match the stresses occurring in the environment. And if the environment includes Monday, Wednesday, Friday under a barbell at the gym, then your DNA causes you to adapt by increasing your ability to produce force against an external resistance. And that's what strength is. And it works every single time. Now, your coach has got to be intelligent enough to match the level of stress applied in the gym to your current situation, your homeostasis right now. Because we don't want to just perturb homeostasis because that could kill you if it's done incorrectly, right? But your coach has to know how to apply these principles. But the the fact remains that when we say five pounds of workout, that's a that's a a metaphor for you go up a little bit every time. And when you do that, an an adaptation, an accumulation of stress takes place that makes you stronger than you are right now. But if you don't ask for an adaptation, then God damn, is it surprising to you that you don't get one? Apparently it is to these people. I, I, and yet 98% of the ex-phys literature is at this level. Now, there's a few of you guys out there in, you know, in tenured positions that have your heads out of your asses that are actually doing honest work, a few of you. But you'll have to admit that the, the people you go to conferences with are basically all full of shit. You know, and I don't care. I don't sell books to those guys. I don't sell books to you. I sell books to people who train in gyms and who train in the garage that want to get strong and that can demonstrate to you that our method as detailed in these books is right and that ex-phys doesn't have a method. Okay? Now, I think it's important to have read Brooks and Fahey so that you understand the physiology behind this adaptation, okay? But even if you haven't read Brooks and Fahey, if you have read our material and have applied it to yourself and the people you train, you know the phenomenology. You're familiar with what actually happens. And then it's up to somebody else to explain why. The, the, the physiology of muscle contraction is terribly interesting. But it's not necessary for me to know that in order to successfully apply five more pounds to your squat the next time I trained you. Okay? Just a few things to keep in mind here. This, is, this applies very broadly. It doesn't just apply to barbell squats. You know, science is not being done correctly anymore because there are too many variables involved in the outcomes of these interventions that have to do with things like the Department of Defense and Pfizer and Moderna. And it's, it's you know, and, and, and the, the reason we do 
shows like this is so that we can start making you think about the kind of things that you need to think about before you make decisions about what to do to yourself or your family that have to do with your health or anything else. All right. We want you to start thinking about these things because it's critically important. A lot of people, a lot of people who didn't think over the past three years are dead as a result of not having thought about it, of trusting the narrative. Do not trust the narrative. That's the basic message here. Do not trust the narrative. Think. Analyze. You're not that stupid. Read. Become familiar with things. If it doesn't make any sense to you, there's a reason it doesn't make any sense to you. Maybe there's a reason why somebody else is telling you something that doesn't make any sense to you. It might behoove you to think about that that as well, right? Thanks for being with us again this week on Starting Strength Radio. We'll see you next time.